first step ever podcast and i am ishani nigam your host and producer of the podcast this podcast is made for all the disruptors around the globe who know that they are made for something for that one thing but fear of embarrassment fear of rejection the fear of fear itself holds us back at some point in time but hey those are the only milestones that if we cross we are there to take our first steps so welcome on this journey with me where i interview people from across the globe so that they can share their story their challenges and you know that even you can surpass yours well what are you waiting for let's get started welcome on my first step ever we have completed 125 episodes of, of this podcast and now i'm starting a really special edition coming towards the end of this year bringing in those stories who have really made their own path created their own stories their destinies and actually been on an unconventional path now as we all know my first step ever uncovers find those stories where people have taken their first steps and we actually go through the behind the scenes of the first step and also making debut on my first step ever is an amazing producer we have had people from all walks of life and today i'm so happy that we have a producer sitting in the virtual studios of my first step ever all the way from adelaide please join me in welcoming lara damiani hi lara welcome on my first step ever oh hello ishani and you pronounce my name so beautifully grazie <laughs> Before we begin Lara like I know a bit about you and I think I'm really fortunate that I could meet you kind of you know listen to your thought process about your work your life in one of the recent meetups but and that's why I would love to you know for people for our listeners to hear your thoughts your process of how things really work for you in life and in profession in that capacity but before that let me give a sneak peek into who you are to our listeners today so lara is a self taught independent documentary director producer who began a film industry career when she was in her late 30s yes you've heard that right now we are actually tapping into some really you know new unconventional uh, you know ways of getting into different fields which means that she must have done something really amazing before that so let's get into that as well her first feature documentary tibet's cry for the freedom premiered in competition at international film festivals before being acquired by czech television and tv new new zealand and in 2019 lara wrote produced and directed wow which was licensed by the abc's compass and was one of the highest rating episodes in the first broadcast season now there are many more such achievements that lara has under her belt but that is what we're going to uncover and much more than that how did she reach where she is right now and being the founder of the south australian film production company think films now if you don't know a lot about south australian film production i would like to say that if you're an adelaide or if you're in australia do check the south australian film corporation adelaide studios it's amazing Okay now we're through that I want to come and really tap into a few things because I think Lara is a producer with purpose and 
as she calls herself the daughter of migrants which is amazing that means that sort of builds or brings a character of you know resilience and a lot more other qualities when we speak about it she is a disciple of simplicity connector contributor creator and collaborator and i can vouch for that just by kind of interacting with her meeting with her once okay so lara i like to ask the first question please take us through the time when where and when you were growing up and what kind of people or mindset were you surrounded with Sure, Ishani. So I look, as I said, daughter of migrants. So my parents migrated from Italy. The first language um, I was speaking was Italian up until the age I went to school. My nonna or my grandmother lived with us. She spoke no English. So uh, we had a very tight, close family. Um, so I grew up with that sense of family, of food, of course, being Italian. Um cousins, lots of cousins, lots of aunties and uncles, and also a really big, strong sense of community because my dad was actually the first ethnic voice on to broadcast live on radio here in South Australia with wow. the Italian program. Yep, so we would go with him Sunday nights when he was do, would do his programs and he was very heavily involved in the Italian community, in community theatre groups. He was an amateur actor. So I grew up with a lot of that, but real, real um, strong sense of community I think was probably the most important thing that, um, yeah, I grew up with. That's incredible. So as I see that you were already coming from a different land and this became your home, but from the very beginning, I think you had the most essential source of growing up, which is the feeling of belonging and community. And I think for anyone who has migrated to a different country would really, you know, know the the need and the importance of belonging. So that's so great, Lara, that you grew up with that sort of, you know, maybe mindset and upbringing i would really like to know that what happened from then you know like when you were surrounded by the stu- the studio life and looking at your father you know being in the profession and doing what he was doing i i know that you that sort of seed that bug that you know kind of started maybe you know pouring in you from that point as well but how was your teenage life over here what were you really kind of tapping into what were your interest what was it mm. for you so my teenage life was, you know, I, I was fairly just sort of ordinary. You know, I, I, I went to school, I did matriculation, but I think what happened, um, what was quite extraordinary for me was when I was in year 12, I had this incredible, he was our religious education teacher, but he wasn't really religious education. He was more like a spiritual teacher, advisor, guide, guide. And we went on retreats, right? And we did this one retreat, retreat in year 12. And he played a documentary, which as far as I remember now was probably the first documentary film I remember watching. So I was what, 16? And it was called Roses in September. And it was a story of some nuns like Catholic nuns who had gone to El Salvador to work with um, underprivileged people but who were brutally murdered Mm -hmm. and it left such an impression on my mind 
it was the story, it was the way the story was told. And I think, you know, I think back now, so a long time ago now, but I think maybe that's where the seed was planted and I've just remembered it ever since. So I think that absolutely was important. I then went on to university, like, you know, of thinking, well, what am I going to do? I think I'll be a teacher. No, actually, sorry, I wanted to be a psychologist. So I did my first year psychology and I failed my statistics exam dismally. Mm. And I hated working with rats. So I left university oh. after, <laughs> yeah, because uh, it was like, I remember you had to do these experiments with rats. And oh I thought, no, psychology is not for me. So I left psychology. Um, I left uni after two years. And then I actually went to, back then it was a TAFE. Like I went to TAFE. I learned yeah. how to type and do shorthand, which is absolutely of no value today. Um but then I found a job and it was my very first ever job working with the South Australian Fishing Industry Training Council and, and I was the administration officer. So back then we had Federal Government Department of Education. They were funding industry training advisory bodies and this was the Fishing Industry Training Advisory Body for South Australia. And I had an incredible mentor. So the executive officer at the time called Ian Fraser, was a wonderful mentor and he taught me a lot and really encouraged me to, I think, think more, I think about, you know, differently. And so I actually applied for his job a few years later and I got laughed at sort of, but, you know, I didn't get it, but I didn't really get laughed at, but I'm sure a few people were sort of smiling because I was really young. I was like 22. I like the confidence. Yeah. I didn't get it the first time, but I applied the next year. I was 23. I got the job and I was the youngest female executive officer in the Australian fishing industry. And that's That's where I learned how to, the difference between sinking and swimming. And I was working in a very male dominated industry and really learned a lot about the corporate world, about business management and all those sorts of things. Lara, that is amazing and incredible things that you have taken us through. I want to kind of unpack a couple of things over here because I feel these were the, you know, the important building blocks of where you are today. And this is exactly where our listeners also, you know, come in. They are the disruptors, the youth across the globe. Maybe they are in a certain part. They're very confused at this point in time that what's going on in their life, whether what they're Mm -hmm. doing will make sense or not. But from listening to your journey so far, which has been incredible, you know, you deciding to do psychology, give it a, giving it a go, but kind of understanding this is something not that you want to maybe do. Then you find yourself somewhere in an administrative and executive position at such an early and young age. I want to kind of understand over here also more like an advice to our listeners today that what was really going on in your mind at that point in time when you thought of you know applying for a post which generally people wouldn't even think of you know because of maybe the age or maybe the experience what really gave you the confidence of doing that and when and the and this is a second question which probably I like to kind of ask like a follow-up question like when psychology did not work for you how did you transition from that place to you know coming to this new role what were your feeling back then I'll start with that second your second question, when psychology didn't work for me, I I think I'm just one of those people that 
is quite adventurous and quite curious, right? So if something doesn't work, I don't let it stop me. It's like, right, what's the next thing? So when I finished uni, I I think I remember I had a boyfriend at the time. I was 18 and he had a fishing boat, right? So I was quite like fishing. And so then I walked into employment office and there was a job on the board for this organisation called Fishing Industry Training Council. So I think that's kind of you know, I, I probably didn't think too much about it. I just thought, okay, that's great. There's a job, might be interesting. And once I got that job and started sort of understanding what it was and what it could be, I, I really sort of just, you know, got sunk my teeth into it. Strangely enough, quite enjoyed it because it was all new, absolutely new. And I think that's really what excited me was like, I love things that are new and I love adventures. And the first part of your question, look, I think partly it's just my character. Like I just, I will go and do things. Like I'm not afraid of picking up the phone and talking to strangers. If I want to get something done, I'll just do it. I've just never let anything stop me. And I've never let my mind tell me otherwise, because I feel like, why not? Like, you know, everyone has the ability to do anything if they allow themselves to do it. So for me, there was never any, there never has been a question in my mind about, oh, you can't do this because, no, I can do it and I'll find a way to do it. I'm incredibly happy to hear that, that you had that sort of a mindset from the very beginning. And I think your formative years, the community that you were surrounded with probably plays, you know, the the, the important role in it. And I like to kind of share a takeaway from your journey to my listeners today that whether whatever characteristic that you have you know maybe you are bold you're outright there maybe you are not you're someone who like to probably keep to yourself but there's one thing that you or I think I have definitely kind of you know learned from Lara right now and the takeaway is that why not that why not actually is not a personality specific situation it's actually a mindset and I would really like to kind of you know, to kind of reiterate that to our listeners today. Thank you so much, Lara, for being so, you know, candid with us today, taking us through your ups and downs so far. And from here, I think a very interesting journey started before we come to your first steps of being a producer, the amazing founder of ThinkSums. You had a good share and experience of, you know, in the communication, marketing and PR and media industry, as you mentioned, we would love to hear how did that journey start? And if you can take us through your top three, maybe challenges or failures that you might have faced and what you learned out of it. So after I left the fishing industry, it was really interesting because I it was almost like I, I kind of and I always explain it like this. It was almost like one day I woke up, I looked out the window and I thought, what is it all for? what is this? It, it was an industry. There was a lot of money. There were men with egos. And I'm like, there, there, there's got to be something more. And so I jumped on a plane and bought myself a ticket. I said, well, I'm going to France. I'm going to go and write a book because I'd always loved writing and writing was part of that job. And I went, I lived in France for a few months, um, wrote some books and traveled around. And then I came back and I thought, right, I'm going to actually become an editor and a writer so I somehow I still if you ask me how I did it I would have to do some deep uh, deep digging to remember exactly how but I think I remember it's like I'm going I know because I could write I was a good writer and I could you know edit 
went off it right I'm going to go and try and find ways to become a freelance writer and I went out there and I started getting all these clients and I built up this little writing business actually it was called the word hub right so um, a lot of written communications and PR I was doing PR because I had some of that experience and I had clients like UniSA and Flinders Uni so I then sort of did that transition to writing because again my mindset was like why not? I like doing this. I'm good at it. I think I can do it. So I then found ways to, to try and make it happen. This is this is really interesting, Lara. I actually wanted to kind of just touch upon one thing that you mentioned over here that you have gone through a journey and I can see that there was a lot of experimentations throughout the, the years, you know, before mm-hmm. even coming mm-hmm. to being a producer. That is a feeling of fear a lot of people have, you know, because they have sort of a mindset that by this age, we should be, you know, maybe in mm-hmm. this particular position or by this age, I might, might should be married or have a family or have a house. So that is all. I mean, that's fine. I mean, everyone has their own goals, but I can see that you had that, you know, professional journey, you know, experimenting everywhere. Did the feeling of, you know, not making at one particular field, in one one particular field, or, you know, that feeling of, oh my God, I'm still experimenting. I don't understand where, you know, my real goal, the purpose lie. Did that ever hit you in that period of time? Because I'm sure a lot of people listening to us are going through that. And how do you overcome that? Yeah, it's Oh, it hits me all the time. Like there's those those big questions about, oh my God, what am I? I haven't had kids. I never got married. I don't own properties. You know, always like, oh, why haven't I done that? But I I eventually came to understand that this my life is my life, and it's been so rich and so full. And as much as difficult as it is for all of us, I think to try and and find ways not to fall into those social norms I think it's about understanding your own purpose in life your own meaning and when you know that and you find happiness out of that everything else is just you you can flick it away it's like it's not important and I came to that lesson that material things were not important a long time ago and Amazing. that has really helped me because I think when you're attached to things you're and you're attached to people's opinions, it life is way too difficult. So I think once you understand that, you know, your purpose is your purpose and everyone's goals are different, that, that certainly helps. Lara, again, thank you for, you know, sharing that. It's it's very, very, very important for us to, you know, kind of share our own thinking about how life can be for different people and it need not be you know measured by a certain standard that people set out mm. for us this mm. podcast is really setting that kind of you know message out there that this is your life and when you have your own values your goals your timeline your life is much more richer as you mentioned that's such a beautiful mm. thing that you've mentioned that your life is so much more richer and from there, you know, I want to know that once you had this amazing and glorious couple of, I think, a decade long experience of, you know, being in writing and doing PR, finally, we come to a stage where you somewhere got that feeling, ah, I want to be do my own documentary. And from what I know that you really, really paved your way for your first documentary to get that done. You know, we would love to hear how mm. that particular journey of how did that start and what was the challenge you faced? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so it started for me back in 2006 and uh, I had started reading the Tibetan Book of Living and Dying and for me it was a real eye-opener in how Tibetan Buddhists think about death. So coming from a Roman Catholic family where, you know, death was like no one really spoke about it and when someone died you didn't know what to say, I really found the Tibetan thinking around dying an incredible mindset using that word and also I was really fascinated about and and have always been fascinated about countries that are oppressed by other countries and we see it's happening right around us all the time the Tibetan uh, Beijing Olympics sorry the Beijing Olympics were announced for 20 uh, 2007 and I decided right I want to make a documentary about Tibet because not enough people, as far as I was aware, knew enough about what was happening in Tibet, what had happened since 1949 when China invaded Tibet. And and that's where it began for me. And, and just prior to that, I had started working with a good friend of mine who had studied film at Flinders, and we were doing some local work together. She taught me the basic, you know, the basic elements of filmmaking. But, but that's really that kernel of the idea for me. I wanted to go out and make that documentary. That sounds like something that's coming out of your heart, very passionate. And often, mm-hmm. Lara, I would say that a lot of people do feel passionately about something, but they never really, you know, act on it. So I'm really happy to know that you really acted on that and you went on to make your first documentary. So from here, Lara, I... I'm so happy that we had this chat with you and I got to know about you a little bit more from your, your the little Lara who grew up with Adelaide over here and what she has become today. Mm-hmm. i like to ask one probably the last question about your journey as producer right now. You've won so many awards at present. Your work has been recognized at international and national level both. What is that one thing that keeps you still going as someone who's a beginner or, you know, someone who's as curious as you were back then? What is that thing that keeps you going as a producer? The one thing that keeps me going is knowing, uh, understanding the impact that films have and how films can change perceptions, open minds and provoke thought and give people a voice. That is what keeps me going because, um, and just really quickly, a little anecdotal film, when it, when it, I first experienced this was when I f- had my first public screening in a theatre for my first documentary about Tibet. Right. And at the end of that, there was a young girl in the audience visibly shaking and crying who said to me, thank you for making that film because uh, not enough people in Japan know about Tibet. And from for that moment, I just thought, I'm going to keep doing this for the rest of my life. But we all know that film has such, whether it's entertainment or drama or documentary, it, it film affects everyone. And the fact that it can be used as an agent of change and to create good is so exciting for me that I will keep doing this until I can no longer breathe. <laughs> Lara, it is It has been a great pleasure chatting with you today. And I'd like to say it's an honor to have someone, a beautiful soul like you on this podcast, not only to know and learn about your professional journey, but also the mindset that, you know, keeps you going. And I would like to say more power to you, many more things to come for you. The way I've kind of understood you today, I feel like you're someone who would kind of go and experiment with things as many times as you can. So thank you so much for giving us such amazing documentaries and the thought process that you bring because it really helps make 
the world a better place or at least we have you have just given us an example how it made a better place to one person that could actually come up come up to you and say that and many more who are watching it out there so thank you so much for being on my first step ever and as i always request my guest speakers to leave our listeners with a thought or a saying that they really resonate with yeah so this is a a magnet that has been on my fridge for the last uh, how many nearly 15 years and wow. it's a quote by Winston Churchill right ex british prime minister never 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 give up wow i mean i have a whole book of quotes, but i have a whole book of quotes but i think that that is the one that that has stayed with me um and i think it's really important just never give up you know keep on doing what you're doing and ishani thank you for doing what you're doing i think it's wonderful absolutely brilliant so inspiring other young people to um find their voices and find and take this their own journey which you know great excellent thank you thank you so much for your kind words and like to say thank you so much for bringing that quote here because that actually sums up the essence of the podcast that why we take people through our listeners to the behind the scenes of our guest speakers journey because that is the most hardest because that is where they mm. did not give up and that's why mm. they are where they want to be in their life So yeah. thank you so much Lara for being on my first step ever it has been great great knowing you chatting with you and all the best to you i would love 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 to have you again on the podcast someday soon in the future to chat more about your upcoming projects and a little bit more about maybe production if that's what the listeners are interested in so yeah thank you so much for having me <laughs> Awesome thank you so everyone who is interested in Lara's work I'm sure you might be by now and you I think for sure I I'm happy I think I'm happy to share that in the show notes her LinkedIn link she would be happy to connect with you if you kind of resonate with that you know thought process or you want to follow her work which is really good and as a person I think she's someone that you can learn a lot from so thank you so much and as i always say start believing in yourself and keep believing in yourself see you next time if you're still glued together on this episode thank you so much i really appreciate that and if you really want to hear more such stories from around the globe then subscribe to my first step ever podcast on apple podcast google and spotify whichever platform you prefer please do give ratings and please do write your comments and you can directly reach out to me on my first step ever underscore in that's my instagram handle a little about myself i have always loved performing on stage acting speaking and just emoting myself so i use these medium different ways so that i can connect with people help them empower them entertain them which is to inform them and entertain them if you would like to collaborate for any opportunities more than welcome to connect with me on my instagram handle thank you